Welcome to the Management Minute with Dr. Donita Brown, where we sit down with business leaders to gain valuable insights and advice on how to navigate the world of management. Whether you're a seasoned manager or just starting out, this podcast is for you. I'm Donita Brown, a professor in the College of Business at Lipscomb University. I'm also an author, speaker, and habit coach. For almost 20 years, I worked in corporate America. I managed teams of two to 102. Welcome to this week's episode. Today's guest is Manuel Calderon. Manuel, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Donita, for having me. All right. So I am excited to hear your one-sentence bio. Let's see. If I have my priorities right, I will say son of God, Christ follower, husband, father of three kids, a business and technology executive. I love that. And I love how you said if I have my priorities right. Correct. Yeah. You know, sometimes I don't have my priorities right and mine get all out of order. But happens to me every day. <laughs> oh, you know, sometimes it happens to me before 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like I have to reprioritize. Okay, what's the most important here? And I love that you said you're the son of God. That's great. Yes. All right. You ready for question number one? Absolutely. Okay. How do your values impact your management philosophy? You know, I think my values impact my management philosophy in, in every single way I manage my people. It took me a while. It took me probably to mature, you know, and go through many years of trial and error, trying to be one person at home, one person at church, one person at work. And then I figured that doesn't work. Hmm. Uh, I figured that if I'm going to lead, I'm going to lead with my values. In my case, I'm a Christian man. And I lead with my Christian values every single day. I want to make sure that oh, everybody understands that they are appreciated, that they're mm. respected, mm. that their opinions matters to me. And then when things go well, we're going to celebrate. When things go back, we're going to mourn together. <laughs> so, so my values really shape the way I manage uh, my different teams. Okay. And you said so that people are appreciated and their opinions matter. How do you make sure that the people you work with know those are your values? You know, I, I think it's all about listening, mm. you know, and uh, it took me a while to be a, the type of manager or leader that will sit down and listen, try to digest and understand where that person is, is sitting mm. or what is going on on their situation and then try to come up with a solution. So I think the listening part is big. I used to make a lot of assumptions, you know, and sometimes when we get to management, we think that we're there because we know it all. And I have learned through the years that it's the opposite. <laughs> that we, as you go up in the management ladder and the C executive suite, that probably you should be more humble, mm. should be more vulnerable. And then at the end of the day, that probably pays off even better. That makes you a, gr a greater leader is what I have found. Yeah, you know, sometimes though, success and humility are diametrically opposed. So how do you make sure that you stay humble? My wife helps me a lot. You know, I do a lot of check-in with the wife. I do a lot of check-ins with my kids. Uh, I have two adult kids as well and one in middle school. But that middle schooler really kind of helps you he have does. some self-evaluation. And, he, and he's a boy. <laughs> so I have two girls and a boy. That keeps me grounded. And I try to have a life of, you know, prayer, meditation. Mm. Uh, so I try to every single day to ask the Lord, you know, where do, you, do I need to check in? Where do I need to leave my pride? at the door, what is working, what is not working. So I am very good about acknowledging my failures mm. or even acknowledging when I'm, I don't know something, I am very good about acknowledging that to even my coworkers and my peers. So I think my personality helps me with that, you know, like keep me humble, 
keep me honest. I, I always ask my peers to do that with me, and it has worked out beautiful so far. That is great. That is great. All right, ready for question number two? Yes. Who or what has had the most impact on your management style? You know, I've been very blessed. My parents have two great careers. So my dad and my mom, great careers, great professionals. My wife is a, a great example for me as well. I have been privileged to work for many great leaders. There was one leader specifically and very different styles. I think I'm finding myself adopting a lot of the of what I like from the different styles. I had a I had a former CEO that I worked with that was a former Navy SEAL, military guy, very disciplined. That helped me a lot. He was harsh from time to time, but that helps as well to learn that side. And then I have the other type of C-level executives that I reported to and I have reported to my life that are more personal, more people-oriented, more caring. So I, I've been able to have or find the balance between those two. So that, I, th I think those experiences has made me a, a better leader and it continues to make me a better leader every single day. Have you ever worked for somebody that you've thought, okay, what I have taken from that later is I don't want to be like that? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so don't name names because that would Correct. be embarrassing. Correct. But what did you learn from a really bad leader? You need to be genuine. Mm. When you are in leadership and you are, leadership is not a popularity contest. Oh, yeah. So... But the only way we will be good leaders and people will trust our leadership is that if we're genuine. Mm. So I think there can be, a lot of us can be outside of that, being genuine all the time because we're trying to prove, you know, that we don't have any, any faults or that we don't fall short of the expectations. So I think I learned that. I learned like, man, it doesn't work not to be genuine. Be you. Your people will appreciate for who you are. Be vulnerable. That, that will take you a long way. You know, earlier when you said how your values impact your management philosophy, you said that you try to be one way at church and one way at home and one way at work. And you just mentioned being genuine. And so tell me a little bit about how you try to do that in your everyday work. Correct. And and what I said is I used to be. You, yeah, you used to be I one person. Be, yeah, correct, right. correct. And through the years, I figured that doesn't work. Yeah. Number one, you are who you are. You right. bring what you bring. When you're secure of yourself and you're genuine and you care about people, I think, and you embrace your people, I think that connection is going to be, it's going to take you far. You know, in management and in business, you're going to go through a lot of mountains and a lot of valleys, you know, and it's a team sport. There's yeah. no doubt about that. And to win together, you need to be that human being, you know, that is the same when they see me at home, when they see me at work, or when they see me at church. The day I figured that out, then I became more, even more relaxed of mm. my leadership style. But then I, I can be me. And, and then I can be me with my employees. So I don't have different agendas. Let me, let me summarize that. Yeah. Then it's the same agenda. It's the same individual, just playing different roles, but in the, in the same zone, you know, in the same yeah. zone. Instead of having different lives, yeah. uh, which I felt for many years I probably did. But as I mature, I, I was able, you know what, I'm going to be who I am. Yeah, I love that. And people know if you're being genuine That's or correct. not. Very true. Before we get to the next question, let's pause for a quick message. Are you ready to become the leader you've always wanted to be? Then join us for 24-7 Leadership's Power Talk series. Leaders never rest. They lead all the time. 24-7. In this dynamic training, you'll master the essential communication and thinking skills to showing up as a leader you envision every single day. Learn to be fully present with yourself and others, to listen deeply, and to create lasting developmental alliances with your team. 
Who could benefit from this transformational training, you ask? Well, anyone leading a team. From new managers to seasoned CEOs, past participants rave about these coaching skills and how they positively impacted both their personal and professional lives. So don't wait. Unleash your leadership potential today with 24-7 Leadership's Power Talk series. Visit our website, 247leadership.org, to learn more and sign up today. 24-7 Leadership is powered by the College of Business. All right, you ready for question number three? Absolutely. What book has made the biggest impact on you? There's this book authored by Satya Nadella. It's called Hit Refresh. It's probably seven, a 10-year-old book. Satya Nadella is the CEO of Microsoft. Yeah. I'm from the technology world, so I'm very you know close to those kind of individuals, learning from them. In that book, he talks about how empathy is at the core of what we need to be as leaders. If we mm. have empathy for our people, we have empathy for our clients, so our mm. employees, our clients. He says, with all the technology changes that are going on, the only thing that will be a constant for us humans is to have empathy for each other. And I think that is so, so true, you know? And this move in this world is moving so fast, <laughs> oh, especially the technology world. You know? Oh, yeah. I worked for, for 20 years in healthcare uh-huh. IT, and I was amazed by the changes. Uh-huh. But I've even seen a lot of changes since I've been at Lipscomb in the last four years, especially right. with like chat GPT and AI and all the different changes. Sure. And it just goes to show change is inevitable. Now, I love the fact that a technology person said we have to have empathy yep. because typically you think about hard skills and soft skills, and we're actually not referring to soft skills as that anymore. We're saying they're high impact skills because everybody needs to have those kind of skills. How do you show empathy for your people? To me, my employees, my coworkers, to me, they're people first. They're, they're a person first. They have families. They have problems. Mm-hmm. They have challenges. They're a mom. They're a dad. Mm-hmm. When I mean I have empathy for them, it's like, and especially when you have situations, lack of performance, whatever it may be, always remember that these are individuals mm. with their own lives. So that kind of empathy, you know, understanding what is going on in their lives, getting to the person before the employee, getting to the core of what's going on in their lives, I think is critical. Just going to give you a very quick example through COVID. Again, all of us went through a lot of different emotions and I was running an organization. We were doing software engineering near shore. Everybody's working from home, like everybody at COVID. You will be amazed the amount of times that I was able to sit down and counsel employees that were going through depression, that mm. were going through family members dying of yeah. COVID or other situations, praying for them. You know, when I talk about empathy, that's empathy. We'll talk business next. And yeah. the outcome and the benefit to that person performing, because me as a manager have to spend the time to understand them first as an individual and have empathy for their situation. What I have found out is those are the ones that will stick around, will go to war and battle with you. Yeah. And those are the great performance in all of our organizations. You said something really important. Get to know them as people first and Correct. then employees. Correct. And I think that's important to remember is that we are all people. Absolutely. Yeah. We have work to do, but I'm going to work harder for you if you know me as a person rather than you just think of me as that person down the hall that cranks out that spreadsheet or does that code or builds that server. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. All right. Are you ready for my favorite part of the podcast? I guess I am. Okay. So you've got 60 seconds. Okay. Rapid fire question. Okay. Your job is to make me run out of questions. Okay. Can't overthink it. Okay. You get one pass. Okay. What's your current passion project? Motorcycle. 
Riding motorcycles. Do you have any hobbies? Uh, riding motorcycles. <laughs> What do you do in your spare time? Uh, surf at the church. <laughs> oh, great. What kind of music do you like? Uh, Latin music. What's your favorite kind of pet? Uh, I like dogs. What's your claim to fame? Uh, claim to fame... I'm trying to become a, uh, an influencer. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's your dream job? What's my dream job? Um, I want to own my own company at some point. I would love to own my own company. All right. If you could go anywhere right now, where would you go? Uh, Hawaii. What skill would you like to master? Um, science. Like become a scientist. Like an, and especially now with this AI world. Yeah. Becoming like a data scientist. What is, uh, the, what's been the highlight of your year? A um, couple of transitions, very positive transitions. What's your favorite food? Uh, Cuban food. All right. You did good. Thank you. Very well. All right. Your job now is to give parting advice to managers. What's the best advice you can give to a manager? Embrace your people. Mm. You need to embrace your employees. If you want a team to perform, and what I mean by embracing is have empathy for them. Understand where, where they are in their lives. Get to know them but embrace them. You know, we're, we're very prompt in this culture, in the business world to like make judgments, uh, set up rules, set up KPIs or mm. OKRs. And if we see people for whatever reason, not performing to the level that they need to, our immediate reaction is that person is failing, but we don't embrace them. What about if we change the formula and we embrace them first, mm. get to know what's going on, give them a hug if necessary Sit down, understand that person, figure out what is behind, you know, the, the lack of performance or the lack of the situation that is not working. I think embracing is a cultural changing thing if we do that in our organizations. It takes time, though, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Time and effort. Yeah, and effort. absolutely. Manuel, thank you so much for being our guest this week. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for listening to the Management Minute. We hope you enjoyed this week's interview. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend or colleague. If you have suggestions for future guests, please send me their contact information to donita.brown at lipscomb.edu. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you. This podcast is powered by the College of Business Content Creation Studio at Lipscomb University. 